This is Michael Osterlink, coach at the Unbeatable Mind Academy, responding to a question on the UMA KE on ADD. Important to note that I'm not a doctor, so I'm not uh, diagnosing or treating a particular illness. This is for informational purposes only. Uh, two thoughts. One is when I've given talks over the years, I lay out basic ideas which could indicate what is now diagnosed as ADD. And I'm going to discuss that briefly. And the second stream of thought is my own experiences having been diagnosed with ADD when I was a kid many years ago and the treatment courses that I took that I found to be helpful. But uh, first, just to recognize that I'm not a medical doctor, and this is only for informational purposes only. But when I have given my talks on ADD and the culture of drug taking, here in the United States, <clears throat> and perhaps in Western Europe as well, uh, not as prevalent as here in the United States, I lay out a handful of possibilities which I would encourage parents and children, if, in this case I was talking to parents at conferences, um, and, and but it's also relevant to adults as well, um, to consider a few things before either putting their child on medications or themselves getting put on medication. One is it's possible that diet and nutrition can play a role in that the individual is not getting the appropriate nutrition that they need for their brain and their mind to function properly. Obviously that would require them to go on a dense uh, food, dense nutritionally based uh, a good diet, uh, something like the paleo diet, a nutritionally dense food. Uh, a second part of that could be not what they're lacking, but what they're actually getting. And there's some good reporting that there are certain ingredients that have been added in through the processing of our food that can contribute to what is called ADD. There are certain coloring additives, preservatives, dyes, um, things along those lines. So it might be possible to reduce or get rid of your uh, symptoms by actually reducing the consumption of those various things which can contribute to uh, inability to focus and concentrate. So diet and nutrition. Uh, a second thing could be your lack of sleep or just general stress. Uh, if you're not getting enough sleep, that can contribute to cognitive decline if you're overly stressed, that can also contribute to cognitive decline. Uh, part of cognitive decline would be inability or difficulty in focusing and concentrating. Obviously, we have a lot of uh, techniques and practices at the UMA program, which would help mitigate some of the negative consequences of stress and get your stress under control. And we also strongly encourage uh, sleep. And we've had sleep experts on, uh, including one on our SHMI, Actually, we've had two Shmi's, uh, Danny Lewin, who's a Ph.D. and a sleep expert, and uh, Doc Parsley, who's a Navy SEAL doctor. He also mentioned the necessity of sleep. So, you know, getting your sleep in order is really important, too. So diet, nutrition, sleep, stress management. Uh, another component could possibly be just boredom. It's quite possible that you're in situations that just bore you, that you find no, no interest in, um, and that would require you then to think about how you spend your time and your effort. And it's not to say you can always get rid of situations in which you find them boring. 
uh, you know, it takes discipline to get through some of those things, but it might also require you to add in certain elements in your life which are a little bit more stimulating intellectually, perhaps. Uh, another thing is the possibility that you are what in therapy we call an IP or an identified patient. We used to find this a lot when working with families where an individual, in this case a child, would come in identified as problematic, anxious, depressed, difficulty concentrating, focusing. And as you get to know them as the individual and you get to know the system in which they participate in as a family member, you see that they are actually an expression <clears throat> of some kind of psychodynamic uh, within the system itself, the family dynamic system. Um, so you can teach the child to manage their stress and learn to focus, but that doesn't change the system necessarily. Then the system will find a new IP, identified patient. In many cases, it takes therapy for the uh, parents or other members of the family to deal with their issues uh, in order to allow the identified patient not to be both the scapegoat and the expression of the symptoms of the um, misaligned dynamic between perhaps a mother and a father, or a mother and a mother, or a father and a father, or uncles, and you know, a wide variety of different variations of the family dynamics. So it might be important to look at your particular relationships you're in uh, to see how healthy they are and whether or not they're conducive to you kind of living a normal, healthy, happy lifestyle. Um, and that's something to also consider, too. Another thing to consider, too, is environmental factors. It's possible that you are over-consuming things in your air, in your water, also in your food. Um, that could be problematic and neurotoxic to some degree or another. Um, and then the last piece of this that when I give my talks I talk about that it seems at an evolutionary species level it's important for a small subset of people to be novelty seekers always seeking novelty newness uh, innovation creativity who bore really easily because those are the ones who help the species in and of itself adapt to ever-changing life conditions so it would be a mistake at the species level to knock out that ADD type of uh, uh, symptomology because, in fact, as a species, we need individuals who are ADD-like uh, because they perceive the world differently and they act in the world differently. And at some level, we need people like that. It doesn't necessarily make it easier for you <laughs> as an individual if you happen to be that type of person. Oh, and, and the last piece I would say, too, is... Uh, excessive television watching and game playing and being on the computer um, can also have a, a neuro effective it can be uh, affect the you know your brain mind system in such a way that can cause the concentration to be uh, troublesome problematic and not easy so I would consider all those things if it was me before attempting to take a medication uh, and or if I was already on already on a medication I would still look through all those things to see if there's any of those things that can be adjusted to make my life a little bit healthier and happier and perhaps reduce the need for medication um, and it's always possible to you know get a second opinion from a medical doctor or another healthcare practitioner if you happen to be on a medication but as I said I'm not a doctor and it's really important to always consult a physician 
uh, before changing your medication. Now, personally, as I mentioned earlier, I was diagnosed with ADD. Um, and one of the ways, multiple ways I dealt with it, I was really fortunate in that my therapist did not put me on medication. Could have easily been put on ADD meds. But my therapist at the time was, uh, this was the late 70s, and was a cutting biofeedback, cutting edge biofeedback expert. So I was really lucky. I actually was one of the first people in the country to play around with computer-generated biofeedback um, games. So I learned to focus and concentrate through video games um, on the computer. Uh, it was not as cool as it is today. I mean, the, the, the graphics are much, much better than they were when I was a little kid. But that was quite helpful. Uh, second thing I was taught is just meditation. You know, very similar to biofeedback, but without the fancy electronic devices, no computers. Um, and we teach meditation at the UMA program. Better to have a focused meditation uh, to learn to focus. It is a skill one that needs to be developed, and the only way you can develop it is to continually practice it. So, you know, do a, a mantra meditation or a focus on a visible object in your environment. Um, one of those two things c can prove to be helpful in teaching you how to focus. Um, I find diet and nutrition have a major effect on me. If I break away from the paleo diet and go a little nuts, um, I find myself having trouble focusing and concentrating as well as a whole bunch of other uh, GI troubles as well. So I find a pretty strict paleo diet works for me. Um, and at least if you're not going to be paleo, then at least reduce towards zero your consumption of processed foods if possible. I find that to be helpful personally. Um, also was taught guided imagery. Uh, guided imagery is another way to practice with your mind's eye, to focus on particular things, images, thoughts, sounds. Uh, I find that to be helpful as well. Uh, and then the various practices that require you, this is what I did, I was taught the martial arts, to focus. Because if you're studying the martial arts, for instance, and th someone's throwing a kick at you and you're not paying attention, you're going to be struck. Throwing, someone's throwing a punch, etc., etc. So you train yourself over time, or at least I did, to really pay attention because obviously you don't want to be struck. Um, so all those things as a kid really proved to be helpful to me um, to, and allowed me not to get on, on medication. And as I said, I'm not a medical doctor. I can't speak to your particular sets of issues, your symptoms. Um, always consult a medical doctor. But I found some of those questions that I asked earlier as term, in terms of possible causes or contributing factors to uh, something called ADD might be important to look at and that the various practices that work for me might prove useful to you. Uh, and we teach many of them at the UMA program, and many more actually at the UMA program, which should prove beneficial.